God concerned with the past, with wrongs our ancestors committed in the past? Do we in fact need to give any thought to history? The Psalms answer yes to every one of those questions and shows us how to engage with history and the past in God's way. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're learning to follow and listen to God's Word, to meditate on it, and then respond to Him in prayer. And if you're new here, I invite you to subscribe or follow our podcast on your favorite provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In Season 3, we're praying through the Psalms some of our favorites, as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. I have a question for you. Is history something you don't really enjoy or get into? If so, I understand. I mentioned at the beginning of this season that one of the big obstacles to praying the Psalms is history. I've sat in plenty of boring history classes. I've read boring history books. I've been turned off by all kinds of history. However, I've developed a little appetite for history over time, and I have to give credit to the Bible for that. God has shown me that history is important. I know it can be taught or written about in boring ways. It can be misused or twisted by those with sinful hearts, but it can also be redeemed by God. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process. You can find details at wordofprayer.com. We're finishing book four of the Psalms today, and the last two Psalms, 105 and 106, are both concerned with history. They are also longer Psalms, 40 to 50 verses each. So we won't take time to listen to them in full on this podcast episode. But my desire is that you will read one or both of these psalms on your own in full and pray it yourself. I am going to give you some highlights, though, from both of these psalms to get you going. Let's start with the first 11 verses of Psalm 105. Give thanks to Yahweh. Call on His name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his marvelous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek Yahweh rejoice. Seek Yahweh and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works that he's done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. You offspring of Abraham, his servant. You children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is Yahweh, our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. The covenant which he made with Abraham, his oath to Isaac. And confirmed it to Jacob for a statute. To Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying... To you I will give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. Psalm 105 is a celebration of God's mighty acts, his works on Israel's behalf. And it focuses especially on the early history of Israel. In fact, in the verses that I just read, 
there is a clearer mention of God's covenant that he made with Abraham and with Abraham's uh, immediate descendants with his son Isaac and then also Jacob. God's covenant with his people, with Abraham and his descendants, especially was that he would bless them and he would increase Abraham's descendants and he would bring them to a land in which he would bless them. And so he would give them a land for their inheritance. That's what verse 11 is talking about. And so that's kind of the essence of God's relationship, his covenant, his promise to Abraham. Later on in Psalm 105, it begins in verse 17, going into more detail about one of Abraham's descendants, Joseph in this case. Through him, God works salvation for his people, for the descendants of Jacob. And so Joseph is mentioned beginning in verse 17 of Psalm 105, and that continues for about eight verses or so. And then Moses is mentioned specifically beginning in verse 26, and that continues for about another 15 or 16 verses in Psalm 105 is God's works, especially with Moses. And then Psalm 105 concludes with these verses, starting in verse 42 until the end, verse 45. Let me share them with you. For he, meaning God, remembered his holy word to Abraham, his servant. So he brought his people out with rejoicing, with shouts of joy, his chosen ones. And he gave them the lands of the nations, and they fell heir to the labor of other peoples, so that they would keep his decrees and observe his laws. Praise Yahweh, or Hallelujah. That's literally Hebrew. Hallelujah means praise Yah. So that is how Psalm 105 ends. Psalm 105 gives a fairly positive version of Israel's history. And it focuses on the covenant that God's special promises, how he chose a people for himself and blessed them, is part of his working in the world that God works in history, works in the lives of specific people. He takes specific actions and carries out his purposes and his intentions in a very carefully thought out manner, sometimes stretching over many generations before it even becomes clear that he's working on all of these deeds and making his will come about, even in spite of man's failures or shortcomings which we're going to see more of in Psalm 106. But that really isn't the focus in Psalm 105. It's more a focus and praise on God as the one who makes relationships and special covenants and promises and fulfills them in, in mighty and wonderful ways for people. So the last two Psalms of Book 4 draw on history but their primary purpose is not really to teach history. Their purpose is to talk to God and to teach his people to praise him, to praise God for his mighty works and to acknowledge the history that we have with him. So it's history for a purpose. It's to teach us. It's to impress truths upon us in our hearts so that we live our lives in the right way, in a way that honors and praises God for who he is.
Now I want to share with you a portion of Psalm 106. It also uses history, and it focuses on Israel's early history, much like Psalm 105, but it has a distinctly different tone that you'll hear in the excerpt I share here, which is actually from the first six verses. It starts the same way. Praise Yahweh. Give thanks to Yahweh, for He is good, for His loving kindness endures forever. Who can speak the mighty acts of Yahweh or fully declare all his praise? Blessed are those who keep justice. Blessed is the one who does what is right at all times. Remember me, Yahweh, with the favor that you show to your people. Visit me with your salvation, that I may see the prosperity of your chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. That's the first five verses of Psalm 106. And now listen to verse 6. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. We're going to jump over a few verses and take it up with verse 10. He saved them from the hand of those who hated them. He redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them survived. Then they believed in his words. They sang his praise. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his plan. In the desert, they were consumed with craving. And they put God to the test in the wasteland. So he gave them what they asked for and sent a wasting disease upon them. So Psalm 106 also focuses on the early history of Israel, especially the wanderings in the wilderness, and it brings out the disobedience of the people. Just as I read in verse 6, this is not read simply as history, but it also becomes a confession. It wasn't just our ancestors who sinned, God. We have sinned along with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Some of the later verses in Psalm 106 actually go over following history of Israel, not just the early wandering in the desert, but also the disobedience in the days of the judges, and even in the days of the kings that brought on the exile, God sending his people away out of the land of Israel to a far-off country, to the land of exile. And so these Psalms in Book 4 seem to have been put together in this collection perhaps during the days of the exile, when the people of God as a whole are being led through a time of repentance, needing to acknowledge that as a people, as a nation, they have been sinning for years, even centuries, and they are finally facing the consequences of that sin and having to come to terms with the devastating effects that it's had on their community, both in their personal lives and in their own social history as a people. Let me finish the last few verses of Psalm 106 to let you see how this ends. It says, beginning in verse 43, Many times he would deliver them, though they rebelled in their counsel and sank deeper in their sin. But he took note of their distress when he listened to their cry, and he God remembered his covenant with them and relented according to his loyal love. He caused them to be pitied before all their captors. 
Save us, Yahweh, our God, and deliver us from the nations. And gather us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people shall say, Amen. Hallelujah, or praise Yahweh. And that's how the 48 verses of Psalm 106 ends, and how book 4 of the Psalter ends. So, there is a confession of sin. We have talked about sin before in this season of praying the Psalms. In fact, it started way back in Psalm 1, which was our very first one back in season 1, episode 1 of verse 15, where we talked about these two ways of the righteous and also the way of sinners or the wicked, the ungodly. Sin has been a recurring theme. It was also in Psalm 32. It was in Psalm 6. And several times we've had reference to it. Let me just clarify at this point. Sin is not just behaving badly, though it is often that. Behaving badly is sin, but it's not limited to just that. Sin is, what the Bible teaches us, is not believing in God. Sin is not trusting in God. To replace God with something else and trust in that thing, that's called idolatry. Or to trust in someone else instead of God. To take someone else's word for it and not believe God, that is sin. That's the original sin in the Garden of Eden. Whenever Satan comes along in the form of a serpent and contradicts God and Eve believes the serpent, that's sin. And whenever Eve shares the fruit with Adam and Adam chooses to believe what Eve has said, Instead of God, that's sin. So anything that we trust in or put our belief in besides God, especially in the place of God, that is sin. Psalm 106 talks about this in history and saying, God, our ancestors, our fathers, and our mothers before us have sinned. We repent of that because, Lord, it's not just they have sinned. We have repeated their sins, whether consciously or unconsciously, through our habits, through our speaking, through our thinking, we have taken on their sin for ourselves, and we are guilty, and we confess that to you. God, we repent. We want to turn from our evil, wicked ways, from our ungodly ways, and become more like you. We ask you to work in our lives and free us from the historical baggage of our sin. So Psalm 105 and Psalm 106 both are helping us to praise God and to break free of the shackles, the bondage of sin. Pray with me now. God, we do lift up your name. We proclaim your mighty acts and your goodness to us, to our ancestors to people of faith through the ages. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mighty acts of salvation and deliverance. And Father, we confess our sin and we repent of our sin in trusting things and people come into our lives in this very day and help us to walk in 
new paths in your light and to honor you in our daily actions, in all our ways. Thank you, Father. Amen. Today's application is to read all of Psalm 105 or Psalm 106 before you go to bed. And I want to ask you to take it a step further. Repent of any personal sin that you are aware of as you're reading and meditating on how God has worked in history. Praise God for his mighty acts and ask him to use you to testify to his goodness. Verse 15 is a ministry of faith to bring God's word to more people in new ways. You can support this ministry monthly by signing up on our Patreon link in the show notes. Supporters get access to bonus episodes. Praise God for his mighty acts of salvation and forgiveness today.